you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer. This is Affordable Interior Design, the podcast. Here's your host, Betsy Hellman. Hi, everybody. It is so great to be back with you again this week. If you're watching this on YouTube, you may be noticing that I look a little different today. Sure, it's mid-November, but I'm in short sleeves. And you know why that is? It's because I don't know if this is a New York thing, if this is a everywhere thing. I don't know. But outside it is cold, right? I am wearing a down coat. I layer up with a hoodie. But inside it is so hot. Like the landlords just pump heat. Uh, there's got to be a better way. So it is so hot that it's like Florida in here. I come in and it's 84 degrees inside, 44 degrees outside, and uh, I love being toasty warm. So I'm okay with it. Like I love putting the tank top back on, but it does lead to this sort of parallel life, what's going on uh, situation. So that's why I'm wearing short sleeves. And another thing you'll notice is that my blush is a little strange, right? Because I don't put on makeup anymore. This is the only time I wear makeup, guys, because usually I'm wearing a mask. So lipstick or blush or anything wouldn't be recognizable anyway. You can't see that stuff. So maybe I'd put on mascara, maybe. But I mean, it would have to be like a next level event. I can't think of what that would be. So I only wear makeup for the podcast and that's been the way it's been for about, I don't know, a year, year and a half. So I don't know where my blush brush is. So I was sitting over there getting ready to come on the air and I realized I don't have a blush brush. So I do have paint brushes <laughs> because I'm going to start painting again. I keep saying that as a goal, but it was a passion of mine. It was a major of mine in college and it's time to refocus on my original love of creating paintings. So I'm getting back into it. So I bought these paint brushes and I haven't been using acrylic paints with them. I've been using them for my podcast blush. So if you notice, it's a little um, uneven. <laughs> if you notice, I look more like, uh, I don't know, an unfortunate Picasso rather than a lady who's put on her makeup appropriately. Well, now you know why. Now you know why I'm using some kind of weird paintbrush brush. Are you guys wearing makeup? Are you guys dressing up? Like I've got nowhere to go. I haven't dressed up 
Uh, I mean, I'm in the stretchy pants all the time, the stretchy pants. And I may have to start bringing stretchy shorts to the storefront <laughs> because it is so oppressively hot in here. I've got the fan on. I'm thinking about putting the AC on. It's getting real. One other little thing to note that I'm really excited about is sports are over. Do you guys have kids who are in sports? I do. And I'm so glad that soccer season has wound down, softball season, baseball season. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I told my husband for the month of November, or at least the half of it that we have left, now that the all-star games are finished, now that the last soccer practice has wrapped up, everybody had the pizza and the cupcakes, now that I have my eight and 10-year-old back, I don't want to have any more sports for at least two weeks. Being a softball and baseball mom is the light of my life. But when it gets cold, when I'm shivering out there in my folding chair, when the practices are erratic, I mean, I'm so glad it's over. I get my weekends back. Do you guys feel that way? <laughs> and the last thing I want to talk about before I dig into the mailbag is a very concerning issue that was just brought to my attention. So we have reps at all these retailers and you guys by now already know about the supply chain issues, right? You already know that if you're not purchasing your Christmas presents right now while you're listening to this show, well, your kids might not be getting holiday presents this year, right? Hanukkah may be a few last days in terms of gifts this year. Well, I have been stocking up. I'm usually a very last minute shopper. Not this year. Like this year, I'm taking all of these warnings very seriously. But something I just heard, some new information, is we work closely with all these retailers. We're constantly shopping all of these stores. And a rep from our house just shared that furniture, whether it's from our house or from any store that you may know, in December is going to go up 20%. So by next year, the bed that you were eyeing at Crate and Barrel, Pottery Barn, even Target, everything's going to be going up 20%. As you guys know, I've been frantically looking for a house to buy and having no luck. And I'm so disappointed because I could buy everything right now, completely furnish it before the prices go through the roof. But it's happening. They say due to the shipping costs, increased staffing costs, increased all the costs, it's not going to come back down. So this is a perfect time to be refreshing your home, buying new furniture and decor, because I think your budget is going to have to be significantly more in 2022. And I think when I find my new home, my budget is going to have to be significantly more. Uh, but I can't blame them. You know, at Affordable Interior Design, we're experiencing a lot of the same issues, you know, where we're really having to track all these packages and everything's coming damaged because it's been on a boat for three months additionally. And who knows what's happened to it on that boat and, and all the different hands it's been through as it tries to work its way to our clients. So it's been a very trying and difficult time. And the price increase is just salt in the wound. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I wanted to let you guys know so you can shop now. All right, let's dig in the mailbag. Let's get to your questions. My first question comes from Nicola. Nicola is writing from London and she says, hi, Betsy. I hope you're well. I'm super excited because I'm moving out of my dad's house and into my own flat for the first time. I finally get to decorate how I want to. However, I have a few issues with the space that I'm moving into. 
The main issue is that I really hate the kitchen. My two-word phrase is relaxed preppy. And the cream high gloss and black granite just isn't doing it for me. I'll eventually redo the kitchen entirely, but it's in great condition. And the expense of moving means that I'm not going to be doing it anytime soon. My dream kitchen would be more of a shaker style with pale countertops. Any idea on how I can make my new kitchen feel more me? All right, let's answer this first question and then we'll get into your second question. So yes, you're right. This is a very austere kitchen. If you squint, it's pretty much all cream and white with the exception of the appliances. And there's like a specific backsplash just between a few of the appliances or just behind, excuse me, a few of the appliances. It's very sterile and it's very contemporary. Now, it sounds like you own this place because you're considering renovating in the future. One thing I would think about is adding hardware to these cabinets. By adding a pull to the cabinets, it's going to give it an updated look. It's going to make it feel fresher. And you can have some style in those pulls that will make this flat front cabinet seem less flat. Also, you do have these little pieces of wall that are in between these kind of gray backsplashes. So there's like a gray backsplash behind the faucet and there's a gray backsplash behind the stove. But then there's this expanse of wall otherwise. You may consider putting either a peel and stick backsplash, peel and stick wallpaper that's washable, or just installing a backsplash in some areas with the handyman and with tile costs, it's not all that expensive. And that can add some additional color, some additional texture, and bring a style that's not already here. So those would be the quickest wins. I mean, I also see that you have a dining table and some chairs. So that's a great place to bring in some style as well. You know, this is such a contemporary kitchen with those kind of glossy flat front cabinets and with the sleek dark countertops that I would think about offsetting some of that austereness, bringing in some of that relaxed preppy vibe with a furniture selection. And I bet behind this furniture, behind this eat-in dining table and chairs is some wall, right? And then you could bring in artwork. Also, I see two rugs, one in front of the sink and one in front of the stove. And I don't think I love that look personally. I'd rather you just have a rug under the eat-in dining table and not have two small runner rugs. That's just my opinion. But these textiles, these rugs, are another amazing opportunity to bring color, pattern, texture, and to infuse some style into this otherwise blank canvas. So take your design paintbrush. Don't use it for applying makeup. Instead, use it to apply some style to this space. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. 
You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Now let's get to your second question. All right, Nicola, you ask, I am also a very musical person. I have a full-length keyboard, piano sort, not computer sort. It's about 1.4 meters long. Sorry, I don't do inches. And it's ugly black plastic with wires and a pedal underneath. Currently, it's on one of those X black style metal stands, but it is so ugly. Do you have any ideas of how to make it look a little less ugly when it's not in use? Eventually, I'd love to get a beautiful piece of furniture that can be made to accommodate it with a lift lid to keep the dust off, but I suspect I can't afford that right now. Thanks for all your advice and your wonderful podcast. Well, you're most welcome, Nicola. Thanks for your question. Now, there is something that I have seen on the market, which is not too expensive because I had recommended it for a couple of clients, but basically it looks sort of like an upright base and then you just set your keyboard on top of it. So instead of that X space, which I really hate, like my kids had a keyboard with an X space because I wasn't ready to invest in a piano because I didn't know if they'd actually take to the lessons and the instrument. And when I noticed that they did take even then, I wasn't willing to invest in a piano, so I got a free one off Facebook Marketplace. And by free, quote unquote, I mean the person gave it to me, but then I had to pay $400 to get it moved to my living room and get it tuned. So that free piano turned out to be a little pricey, but much less expensive than buying a new instrument. Anyway, all that is to say that I feel your pain, Nicola. Keyboards on those X spaces are hideous, and I would not have one in my home permanently. So I'm glad you have your eye on different solutions in the future. In fact, maybe even an upright, a free upright. But in the meanwhile, I do think you could look at one of those stands. I also think you could consider, I don't know, putting it away, right, in between jam sessions, practice sessions, because that is the joy of the X space is that it can collapse and be put in a closet. Maybe even, I mean, I think that this could be cool. I don't know in practicality. I'm just spitballing here. But could you have a shelf installed on the wall that could hold the keyboard? Maybe even that shelf has some kind of panel that comes down. So it's like an L-shaped shelf, part of it perpendicular to the wall and the bottom piece parallel to the wall so that it could potentially disguise the cords and conceal the cords. That could be a really cool and very affordable piece of furniture. I mean, it's just two slabs of wood that then are adhered to the wall. Now, you can tell I'm not a DIYer, but any handy person could help you out with that project, I think, for a nominal fee. And then you could paint that stand whatever you like. 
from all of this advice, you can clearly tell that I stopped playing piano in third grade and never looked back. So if any one of those solutions isn't acoustically acceptable, I apologize. But that is the advice I have for right now. Sometimes we have to think outside the stand and do something that's a little bit more unconventional. One other thing I did for somebody, this reminds me, is, you know, those keyboard trays. So basically he lived in a very small studio apartment and we had a desk, right? A very long desk. And on top, he had all of his monitors for working from home, et cetera. But I was able to find this very long keyboard tray that pulls out, right? And then he was able to play the keyboard on his desk. Now, it wasn't the right height. So we got one of those lift top desks and just this keyboard tray can just latch on. I think I got it from Amazon, um, but it just screwed on, didn't even like cause the desk to have any marks or marring or anything. And then he was able to pull out the piano at the appropriate height and play anytime he wanted to. So that could be another solution that was very affordable and allowed his small space to have a multifunction piece and also kept the keyboard out of the visual way and didn't require us to use that ugly X space. All right, let's get to my next question. My next question comes from Desiree. Desiree is writing all the way from Australia. I love my international listeners. It's so exciting to hear that our design dilemmas are universal right? Uh, you write, Desiree Betsy, I've started listening to your show and I love it. I'm in the process of designing our family home on a very tight budget. We moved in 18 months ago with our now four-year-old girl and six-year-old boy. My current issues are the layout of the living room. Currently, we have a couch facing the east wall, but it just doesn't feel right, so I cannot rest. The fireplace is centered on the east wall, which for me is making it difficult to find the right layout. My other problem is that the side of the room, which was the dining room, is far too small to be a dining room. We desperately need an office for my husband's business that I can hide his book work in. Do you have any suggestions for this space that would also work in the living room? I've taken your quiz and it says I have a contemporary style. I love white, light timber, grays, and blacks. I'm going to work on incorporating dusty pink. Please help. My brain needs a rest. Well, people, you may be wondering, what quiz is she referring to? So if you go to my website, affordableinteriordesign.com, if it's the first time you've ever been there, you'll see a pop-up that says design quiz. You can take the quiz to understand what your style is and what you should be honing in on as you're shopping so that you can clearly label your look. All right, Desiree, let's dive right in. Contemporary, for those of you who don't know, just means what's happening now. So a lot of people misinterpret that as modern interior design. Modern in terms uh, of interior design refers to an era back in the 50s and 60s with a lot of... Um, lacquer, black, white, bold primary colors, sleek surfaces, super clean lines, very austere. And contemporary instead refers to what's popular, what's happening right now. Right now it's clean lines, it's airy, it's um, sleek and simple, not overly carved or ornate. And contemporary is not always going to be defined with those words. As our collective style changes, that style will adapt as well and still be called contemporary. Whereas the other styles are sort of locked in their framework, right, of 
what they were and what they are, like beachy, boho, uh, modern, rustic, industrial, all of those are kind of locked in. And the definitions won't really change drastically over time. All right, now that we all got that little bit of education, let's look at your pictures. Guys, I'll do my best to describe them for our listeners, but if you want to see Desiree's pictures, head over to either our podcast page, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast, or you can head to our YouTube channel. And yes, Desiree, I see what you mean. This room is quite challenging. It's an L-shaped room with the larger part of the L being that living area and the smaller part of the L being that sort of alcove or desk area you're referring to. Additionally, your fireplace is off-center on one of the longest unbroken walls. So, you know, we know due to interior design that the fireplace is the architectural focal point. In your case, the actual opening of the fireplace is quite small, so it may not be that visually compelling. It may be more of just a true heat source. Now, I do not normally give layout advice on the show. It's the one piece of advice I don't give because I like to do my due diligence and try every possible option. In your case, the solution for this room is smacking me in the face. I need to tell you and I need to tell the listeners who are scrolling through these pictures what the solution should be because this room is very tricky. It not only has a fireplace that's off center and on the longest usable wall, it also has a mini split up top for air conditioning and maybe even heating. It has a bay window if you're looking at the fireplace on the right-hand side. I imagine it has an opening right after that bay window if we're moving around clockwise. Yep, there's the opening. And it's just got a lot going on. Now, I don't have every angle, so while I'm 90% sure that this solution will work, I'm not 100%. So you'll want to check it on your own because really I need floor plans. I need measurements. This is how I roll when creating an accurate layout. But what I would do is I would move this chaise sofa so that it's in front of the bay window. Then it's going to be facing the second longest unbroken wall, which of course is opposite the bay window and is right as you turn to get to that alcove, which is going to be the new office space. Now, this means that you're not going to be facing the fireplace, but you will be able to see it on an angle because it's offset on that other wall that's perpendicular to the bay window. So you'll be able to see it at an angle. And then you'll be moving the TV to the new wall that's opposite the bay window. Now, this wall is quite long, and it's opposite something very heavy, the bay window with the sofa in front of it centered. That's visually and physically heavy. So you'll want to fill the wall with the TV, perhaps with bookcases flanking the TV. So that way, that wall has a little bit more visual presence and feels more balanced opposite that sectional. Then you're asking me, Betsy, what am I going to do next to that fireplace? Well, I highly suggest that you put a wonderful decadent reading chair in that corner with a lamp, with a small stool for a mug of whatever it is. I guess you're in Australia. Maybe you don't need a mug. Maybe you need like an iced tea. I've actually been watching Kath and Kim. What do they drink? I don't know what they drink, but I know they eat muesli. Is that how you say it? Muesli? I just love Kath and Kim, and I've gone through the entire series once. When I was on vacation in Rhode Island, I just would binge it as soon as the kids went to sleep. 
And then now that I've finished it and there appear to be no new seasons coming out, I'm just rewatching it all and finding new little nuggets and laughing all over again. If you have not seen Kath and Kim, I don't actually know how they feel about in Australia, but here in the States, I think it is hysterical. Okay. Okay. I digress. Uh, so I would put a beautiful, cozy, comfy reading chair with ottoman. And I think that's going to crack this room design wide open. I, you know, don't want to pat myself on the back, but also if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, I'm not afraid to do so. I'm patting myself on the back right now, Desiree, because I just solved all your problems. Good luck. Go get them. Go move that couch and experience sweet, sweet layout freedom. All right, let's see if my last question is short. Let's see. Last question is long. Last question is long, so I'm going to wrap it up for today, and that will be a wonderful way to kind of get you excited for next week. And speaking of getting excited, I teased this last week, but I want to tell you how nervous I am to share this with you. So as I shared last week, I've been working on something for a year. People have been going through my academy for two years. People have been approaching me for over a decade, asking me how to start an interior design business, how to be successful in an interior design business. Maybe they've already started taking clients. Maybe they had schooling in the past or just decided to wing it and turn their hobby into something that makes money, but they're struggling. They're struggling with client issues. They're struggling with how to get clients. They're struggling with when to invoice, how to get paid, what emails to write, what to say to these people to get them to book. And then, of course, how to logistically book them, right? Well, I am licensing my business model. So at Affordable Interior Design, we've been around for 16 years. I have created tools and techniques that we use every single day with every single client so that we are a well-oiled machine. And I'm going to be licensing this entire business model to people so that they can run their own business under their own brand with their own name. They don't have to reference affordable interior design or our name, but you get all the access to all the tools and can really use it as a launch pad for your business. Uh, I wish I would have had it. 16 years ago, because all these tools and techniques I had to create on my own. I had to learn from mistakes and create revised emails and revised emails to make the process even smoother, change my packages, amend what I offer to accommodate the changing industry. And it has been a nonstop learning process, but also I've had to trip a lot along the way. I wish that this had been available for me. Nothing like this was on the market 16 years ago. And if I could have just taken somebody else's business model, grown my own brand, used it as I wanted and run with it, I would have a totally different outlook today. Sure, going to the School of Hard Knocks is one way to do it, but it's not the easiest way to do it. So if you are thinking about having an interior design business, if you already have an interior design business and are experiencing a lot of difficulty with the business aspects, perhaps this opportunity is for you. You can head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast to learn a little bit more. And if you think you might be a great fit, you can sign up for a conversation with me. All right, guys, it has been wonderful talking to you again. I'll be back next week on Thanksgiving. So if you're wanting to escape your family for just a little while and do something, you know, while you're mashing potatoes, while you're having a glass of wine in the bathroom, hiding from 
aunt, whoever, you can listen to this podcast on Thanksgiving Day. I'll be there for you. I know how it is. I hate it when the shows I love go on vacation and don't release episodes because they don't realize. I listen to episodes every gosh darn day. Whether it's a holiday or not, I am listening to podcasts and maybe you are too. All right, everybody. Until next time. Bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.